So our text today will be shared by uh, Rick Stone. And uh, it's a text that we don't normally hear. And so I'd actually invite you to open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. And uh, Rick's going to share um, some of that and introduce it. So it's page 73 in the So the writer of Matthew is telling the audience where Jesus fits into the, the religious tradition. So this is a story about Jesus' family tree. It covers 42 generations. An account of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob. And Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez, the father of Hezron, and Hezron, the father of Aram, and Aram, the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab, the father of Nashon, and Nashon, the father of Salmon, and Salmon, the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconoah was the father of Salapiel, and Salapiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abiah, and Abiah the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim. And Achim the father of Eliad, and Eliad the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Matan, and Matan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who was called the Messiah. So all these generations, from Abraham to David, are 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. So may God bless our understanding of this passage. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. And just a reminder that um, after worship at about 11.30, we'll gather together to talk more uh, in our class about the book, and you're welcome to join us, whether you've read the book or not, or if you've come to a class or not, it should be a good discussion. So let's be in a spirit of prayer together. God, on this, our journey of faith, help us to trust that you walk with us every single step of the way, and that you call us to walk with each other to witness to the importance of compassion and hope and companionship and love on the way for all your children. Amen. And from that text, just the last part, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who was called the Messiah. And from Rainier Grande's The Distance Between Us, as I said, a memoir of life as an immigrant, she who left Mexico for the United States. In this excerpt, nine-year-old Reina and her family have just emerged from the Mexican desert, crossed the border into the United States. 
And Rania, now in her brand new home, for the very first time, asks, How far are we from home, Poppy? From Aguala? Home? This is our home now, Chata. I could hear the anger in Poppy's voice, and I wished I could tell him that even though this was my home now, my umbilical cord was buried in Aguala in Mexico. The smuggler who had gotten us across the border said, Iguala is about 2,000 miles from here. 2,000 miles was the distance between us, between me and the place I had been born, between me and my childhood. That's why the kids need teachers. Friends, we all, all of us, we come from somewhere else at some point in our personal history. And we all, we all come from someone else, too. Someone, an immigrant, who came before us, who came here, here to this place, who left what was once home and often with courage and commitment and hope, found a new home, yet kept a part of that old home in their hearts and memory, too. What's your immigrant story? Edward Andrew Hudson, my paternal great-grandfather, came here from Ireland in 1896, fleeing poverty, seeking a new life in America. He was a teamster, unloaded and loaded ships, in Boston Harbor. His son, Edward Gabriel, was a Boston policeman and later started the Linemen's Union at New England Telephone and married Catherine Fitzgerald, who hosted candidate teas in her Dorchester home with Rose Kennedy in 1960. Ed and Kate begat Edward George, my dad. Armand Joseph Balduke, my maternal grandfather, came here from Quebec, Canada, as a 16-year-old, fleeing a troubled household, seeking a new home, and found work as a farmhand in rural Vermont, fell in love with the farmer's daughter, <laughs> Lucille Cannell, and their firstborn is my mother, Louise. That's where I came from, whom I came from. What of your immigrant story? Ones who came before you. Who, because they were here, you are here. Because they left, you arrived. Funny thing about such stories, as moderns, we can feel so far removed from ancestors, their lives. My forebears were blue-collar, or they worked the earth, or they used carpenter's tools. They lived in triple-decker city houses, and me, I'm a white-collar, computer-hugging, Starbucks-drinking, over-educated, suburbanite, soft-handed writer and thinker. (laughs) And yet, that's my tribe. The community of blood and memory, places far away where I came from, and I need to remember that. The truth that I did not get here on my own that instead others came before me, and they made a way. I may not be them, but in a way I am them. We are them, 
We are the heirs of those who came before us on ships and trains, over land and through deserts, fleeing wars, seeking hope and home. A few Christmases ago, I was in Florida for my annual trip to see one wing of the Hudson clan and my seven-year-old cousin Jack, the son of my first cousin, a sixth-generation Hudson. He did something impolite at the dinner table, and I said gently something to him to rein him in, and he turned to me and he said, you know, Uncle John, that's exactly what my father and my grandfather say to me all the time, too. Sheesh, guy can't get away with anything. It's the tribe. Or I savor the very traditional French meat pie, tortier, that we eat on holidays, that the recipe we use was my mamere's, my great-grandmother's. I always think of her as I carry on that family tradition. When we remember our place in a long line of folks who came before us, who traveled here before us, who worshipped God before us, it reminds us that we are always connected to a bigger and a greater and a more powerful tribal home story than our own little story alone in this time and place. That we may be multiple generations removed from the old country or the old religion, and yet it is in our bones, in our souls, in our sacred memories and friends, we would and will lose so much if we forget that, if we neglect that, if we fail to tell our immigrant stories, to tell our inherited faith stories to our children and our heirs. Even Reina Grande, she who flees such severe poverty in Mexico and the often unloving and cold ways of her family there, she still longs for that place, for the sound of the train in the distance, for the shape of the mountains on the horizon, for the sharp and familiar smells of the market and her grandmother's cooking. 2,000 miles separate her from that place, and yet it is as close as her memory, her desire to never forget her roots in the world, where she came from, who she came from. Jesus was no different, and the Jewish faith that he grew up within was and still is a religious tradition of story, an ancient story passed down from generation to generation for more than 5,000 years of remembering who they came from and where they came from. Hence that family tree at the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew that we heard today. To be a Jew then or now is to be inextricably bound to a people and a God and a story that contains you and your life, that contains all of those ancestors who came before you. And this blood and faith connection is even more important because the Hebrew nation has often been a people on the move Settled down after a nomadic life under Abraham and Sarah, but then scattered by war, and then enslaved in Egypt, a foreign land, and then back home in Jerusalem. But then after Christ's death and around that time, the temple is again destroyed, and Jews are dispersed in a diaspora, a worldwide immigration that continued into the modern day, always colored by violence and anti-Semitism and the Holocaust. 
Friends, what often bound and binds them together is a fierce religious and cultural commitment to remembering where they came from and who they came from. Worshiping the God who has been with them and will be with them no matter where they are in the world. Praying prayers that Jews have prayed forever. Even most non-religious Jews have this deep sense of connection, of being a part of tribe, a tribe in the world. And I have to say, I'll confess sometimes, I wish that same kind of fervor held sway for us as Christians, as a people of a story that has continued and been told for 2,000 years. You know, when a new family comes to me and asks that their child be baptized into the Christian faith, I always remind them that their son or daughter is stepping into a river of faith that has been flowing for some 60 generations, that just as they stepped into that ever-flowing stream, their parents and grandparents too, now their child will take their place in that long line of witnesses. To claim our Christian faith and to live our Christian faith is to remember where we all came from, from God, from the historic Abrahamic faiths, from Christ even from lands where religious persecution drove our pilgrim forebears to flee, and who we came from. In our congregational tradition, we come from those pilgrims and Puritans, people who so wanted to be able to worship God as they saw fit. They left their homes for a new home. And so even though in 2018 most of us have stayed put and not migrated, or been forced to leave our homes because of poverty or war or persecution or to seek a better life still. Friends, we are all immigrants in a way. Heirs, we are recipients of this, our home, and all because someone in our family tree, our genealogical family tree, our spiritual family tree, they packed up and they picked up and they traveled and they arrived. Here. Thank God. So, what's your story? Because we all, we all come from somewhere else, and we all, we all come from someone else. Even Jesus, the one we follow this day, on the road and on the way to somewhere else, to home. Let all God's people say, Amen.